From Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Maybe most importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and those brands that call it home can thrive for generations to come. As a former EMT and personal trainer, Dr. Jessica Probst does not fit the stereotypical mold of what you might expect from a chiropractor. Unless, of course, when you think of chiropractor, you thought of jujitsu and CrossFit. That's right. Dr. Jess lives the lifestyle of the majority of the people she takes care of, and athletes, along with fitness-minded clientele, have flocked to the brand she's building. But chiropractic wasn't the original plan. In fact, it took several years for her to realize her eventual calling as a doctor and entrepreneur. This is the story of Dr. Jessica Propes of Well-Adjusted Buckhead. If you meet somebody on the street and they ask you, what do you do? What's your, what's your 30-second spiel? Uh, chiropractor, you know, just, uh, take care of anyone and everyone. I mm-hmm. focus, um, mainly on athletes. It's just kind of the crowd that I draw, yeah. um, the physically active, uh, community, but I see kids, I see older folks, I see, you know, people just coming in for wellness. So yeah, anyone and everyone. How, at what point did you decide that that's what you wanted to do? Um, I got into chiropractic, um, after, kind of dealing with some chronic back issues, mm. uh, back injuries that kept flaring up. And I had um, gone to a bunch of different orthopedic doctors some pain management doctors and everyone's kind of final say was you need to have surgery. <laughs> I was like 23 or 24. And it was, the bottom line was that they wanted me to quit what I was doing. So no weightlifting, no martial arts, and <laughs> you're probably gonna need surgery. And I just decided that there had to be something else. Yeah. Um, my family never really, um, was into chiropractic, so I didn't know about it. And on a suggestion from a really good friend, she'd actually been suggesting this to me for months, like to go see her mm. chiropractor. And I was, you know, said, no, that's weird. I don't I don't know about that. And then I finally, one day, my back hurt so bad I could not stand up straight. And I was like, all right, where's your, where's your guy? Yeah. I need to go see him. And was it an immediate impact for you? It was. I mean, that day I was actually supposed to, I was working as a trainer at LA Fitness. Um, Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go train a bunch of people and I got in my car, my back was hurting pretty bad and I got to the gym and I went to get out and I just like couldn't stand up. Mm -hmm. Like I was bent over. I'm like, well, I got to do something. So I drove over to his office and I mean, I feel like I crawled in there and I was there for about an hour. And at that point, I don't even know what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, he did some soft tissue work, adjusted me and it was, I mean, like an immense improvement. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of went from there. And are you instantly like the impact was so great that you thought pretty quickly that it might be something you were going to be interested in doing? Yeah. Or how did that transition go? Definitely. So I was kind of in a transitional period in my life anyway. So mm-hmm. I feel like the timing was um, kind of meant to be. Yeah. I had worked on the ambulance for a little while and was kind of burnt out with that. That's a really intense lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, had always wanted to be in the health and wellness and medicine, if you will, but yeah. I wasn't really sold on um, the whole 
medical and surgical route. And then uh, the more I learned about chiropractic and then I really after that, you know, first adjustment, I was like, there's definitely something to this. Like, yeah. I need to look more into this. So what were those first steps to, to starting to look into changing your career? Um, so the doctor that I went to go see, I actually knew him um, prior to going into his office through jujitsu. So I just kind of picked his brain about it a little more. And um, he kind of became my mentor. He's a really cool guy, former Marine, former rugby player. Yeah. Um, you know, so very into sports and taking care of the athletic community. And um, he uh, wrote my recommendation letters and kind of pointed me. Um, well, he didn't write me letters. <laughs> he wrote me a letter, um, <laughs> but pointed me in the direction of Life University. And, you know, it just so happens that pretty much the best chiropractic college in the United States is in Atlanta. So that yeah definitely worked out in my favor. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so... I just kind of made the the move to go back to school. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Was that a scary thing for you, kind of just dumping the career and moving on to something new? It was because, um, you know, I was a little bit older. I guess I was, what, 24, 25 maybe when I went back to school. So mm-hmm. most people are, I feel like, you know, they have these directions when you're going to go to another four years of school. It's usually like you've already made this decision, you've prepped for it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um so that was definitely overwhelming because I'm like, cool, I'm going to be 30 and like starting my you know, <laughs> life. But I was unhappy in what I was doing. So, sure. you know, I kind of saw that as the only option. No, I wanted to ask you about it later, but you mentioned it. So I think we have to bring it up now. Okay. How does one start doing jujitsu? Um, kind of randomly. So I've always been into health and fitness. Yeah. Um, was a personal trainer, spin instructor for a long time. And was not knocking LA Fitness, but just kind of getting bored with like the, oh, what circuit machine am I going to use today? (laughs) Like kind of route. So I went to this gym and I actually went to do Muay Thai. So like stand up, punching, kicking. And I'm awful, awful at that. Like so bad. And one of the coaches was like, hey, I think you should try jujitsu. Like you might really like it. You know, it's all about you know, using your body weight and leverage. And it's really cool because you can be really tiny and totally kick someone's ass. So, you know, you should try it out. Sold. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. So I literally, I took one, um, like one or two private lessons with him. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm ready for a class. And just kind of went like, like full force (laughs) into it. And is that still something you do today? Mm -hmm. Not as much. Um, my husband and I kind of took the past year off to focus on um, business and just kind of get yeah. everything settled um, in that realm. But we've just, in the past like couple months, gotten back into it. <laughs> and it is like riding a bike. I was kind of worried that I was, you know, after taking a year off, sure. I was going to forget everything, but it, it comes back to you. Sure. So, so you finish up uh, chiropractic school at, at Life University. Mm-hmm. What are the first few steps after you get out of school of you know, how am I going to start into this new career? Um, so I started and I kind of felt like I had a little, I don't know, I was more under the gun just because mm-hmm. it's not like I graduated as this like, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed 23 year old or whatever. I you sure. know, needed to get the ball rolling. So I had started researching jobs, um, a while before graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, had talked to a bunch of different people about the pros and cons of, you know, being an associate somewhere versus opening your own place versus being a contractor, which is, you know, you're your own boss, but in some situations you can kind of have the guidance of working in another office. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I found an opportunity on the life alumni page and, 
you know, I liked the location of the office and the, the other doctor was, or the doctor that I worked with prior to opening my own place was also, um, a certified sports chiropractor. Sure. So we were interested in the same things. Um, so I just kind of signed on to work there and got going. What did you learn in that time? First of all, how, how long were you an associate there? Um, almost two years. Okay. Um, what were the big lessons you kind of pulled away from that? Basically, you know, to be a successful small business owner, like you have to know how to run every aspect of your business. <laughs> like you need to yeah. know how to operate everything. Right. Um, I think that is sometimes lost on people. You know, it's also really important to not be afraid to delegate, but you need to know how to do it before you delegate it. Sure. So that was something, um, just a really good takeaway lesson there. Like you got to know how to do everything behind the scenes. Um, mm. And just balancing, you know, work and life. Because when you have a job that's not only physical, um, you know, we're using our bodies all day long to take care of other people. But, yeah. you know, it's also people come in, you know, they're hurt. They don't feel well. And it's kind of like emotionally sure. taxing a little bit. So just mm. balancing like work and family and life. Right. Um, learned a lot about that there. And then just, you know, some boring stuff like billing insurance and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you know pretty pretty quickly that, um, you know, maybe being an associate wasn't your long-term plan that you wanted to ultimately own your own, own, your own place? Mm-hmm. I had, when I went back to school, I had, you know, I made the decision like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go back to school, like put all this time and, you know, money and everything into it. Like I need to, I need to do it 100%. Like sure. I don't want to do all this and, work for someone else's dream yeah you know i need to do it and make it my own yeah um which is kind of just like my personality anyways like i'm (laughs) like opinionated motivated you know i like things done a certain way you know not to say that i'm not a team player but i just like to have that you own it alpha role i guess yeah for sure what so i guess with that mindset when you uh kind of came to the time where you felt like it was time to go out on your own, mm-hmm. was it uh, was it intimidating for you? Obviously, it was. It had to have been exciting to kind of take that step and, and start your own thing. But what was your uh, your kind of game plan to to really get your own business going? Um, when I decided to go out on my own, it was kind of I felt like I was a little bit ahead of the game because I had already been marketing myself pretty much as a separate business. Gotcha. At the place where I work. So I was working yeah. at another office, but I had marketed myself as Dr. Jessica at that office. Yeah. Um, and I had already been kind of hustling to get my own patient base because, um, which I think is good. Yeah, it was smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. like as a contractor, you got to bring in all your own business. So sure. I had already kind of learned um, some ways to do that. And I had a following. So it really just came down to like logistical things, like finding a place finding and, a place, you know, yeah. deciding... You know, do I take insurance? Like, what software am I going to use? Like, what equipment do I need? How am I going to, you know, do scheduling? And am I going to hire someone? And those, sure. those things. So I, I guess that too, because you're kind of marketing yourself, uh, working for that other business, that probably made the conversation a little easier when you went off on your own mm-hmm. with your old boss of, hey, I've kind of been planning this whole time like this is basically a practice within a practice so there wasn't that awkward conversation of hey i'm about to take a certain percentage of your clientele it was a little awkward just because i was bringing in a lot of traffic into the office and i think um 
I, you know, I think maybe he had been thinking about retiring, hmm. but you know, I just, I had decided like, I need to do this now. Like sure. I can't, you know, I don't want to wait any longer. Yeah. Worked my butt off. I feel very motivated. So yeah, just kind of made the split. You talked a little bit about not having been exposed to chiropractic uh, as a kid or in your family. Mm-hmm. When somebody, you come across somebody like that, yeah. what's your, you know, what is your, what are the tools you use to kind of soften them and, and kind of encourage them as that it's something that they want to try and it's not, you know, this kind of voodoo practice yeah, that no, like I mean, it's gets kind the of, rep as. Yeah, it's funny. Like, and I think it's, um, I think social media has helped this topic a lot. Sure. Um, you know, because people can post videos and all this stuff about what they do. But, you know, I just try to tell people, you know, I get it. I, I respect medical doctors and surgeons and orthos and everything has a time and a place. But I, you know, personally believe in um, a more integrative approach um, to healing and, and injury management. So, you know, and I'm not, I'm not doing anything unnatural to your body. I'm not yeah. injecting you with anything. I'm not giving you medication. I'm not cutting you open. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not putting a cast on you. I'm literally just essentially restoring your body back to its normal yeah. frame so it can operate. Yeah. So when you kind of uh, put it in that yeah, it's funny that aspect. chiropractic is, you know, sometimes the thing that gets the stigma yeah. when it's not the thing doing those things, like you said, sticking right. with a needle. Like surgery? Or, you think that right. is crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like it's come a yeah. long way and like I've had surgery and like I, you know, support it when it's necessary, but right. like that is nuts. And like people yeah. are, people will like blindly go under anesthesia, <laughs> but they're like, no, 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 no. Like getting adjusted is really weird. I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but cracking your vertebra. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I do like to yeah. tell people that uh, there's, I think everyone just thinks about the the classic like rack them and crack them, like all the <laughs> popping and twisting and all that stuff. But there are a lot of different techniques. Um, sure. So if you don't like the popping sound or, you know, me adjusting your neck with my hands, tons of different stuff that we can do. Was it, was it nerve wracking for you those first few days if you had, you know, a... a couple of hours of no appointments or what was it oh, feeling like? Oh God. For you? Yeah. Yeah. Like just kind of, you know, I still like, I'm not at full capacity. You mm-hmm. know, I've been open for a little over six months and I'm, I feel like I'm doing very well. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping the business up and going, but yeah, it's kind of like when you don't have anything to do and even, you know, usually if I don't have patients, like I've got paperwork, I like sure. to write blogs and all that stuff. But sometimes when I'm done with all of my yeah. work, I'm like, cool. Now what? <laughs> like, I wish the phone would ring. Like, I'll yeah. check the email compulsively. Like, yeah. anyone inquiring for an appointment? But um, I uh, before I opened up, I talked to some other um, business owners, not even chiropractors, but I, you know, a couple attorneys and just yeah. um, you know other types of business. And everyone kind of reassured me that there's just a growth a growth period sure you know like a one to three year like you got to just do the do the work put in the work build the clientele and um you know well and you know you talk to uh we're a part of a community downtown called switch yards Mm -hmm. and the uh there's like this popular curve in 
uh, entrepreneurship or startup land or whatever you want to call it. That's, you know, the beginning is this super high climb and you're excited and everything's great. Yeah. But there's like inevitably these, yep. they call it the pit of misery, you know, <laughs> you're just like, you're in these points where you're just like, dang it, did I make the wrong decision? Yeah. Is this the, the what I'm supposed to be doing in my life? Have you experienced those highs and lows kind of early on and in, in running your own thing? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I, when I opened up like the first, uh, the first month was awesome. It was like slammed. I had done, you know, a pretty good job of, you know, marketing it and yeah. new business opening and my books were full and it was awesome, you know, mm. and then it kind of dies down. Um, but in this, this business, um, in particular, it's something that you kind of have to keep in mind, you know, until you get to the point where, you know, your new client base is so constant that you don't notice it. Yeah. But, um, you know, things will happen where I'll get like a wave of new patients, you know, referrals mm. and things like that, people coming in with an injury. So for, let's say, two to three weeks, that whole new wave of people, they come see me and I'm, you know, I'm busy, yeah. but then they get better. And so they don't need to come back. Sure. You know, so it's like waves of, of patients and, sure. and clients. Um, and you did the, the personal training thing for a while. So you'd kind of been conditioned to the whole like take care of your customers to a point yeah. where you're encouraging them to, to keep walking through the door. Is that experience yeah. you're definitely drawing from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, like even in the era of social media and like all these different ways mm. to market and like, I obviously have kind of taken to Instagram. I love it. I think it's fun, but mm. there is literally nothing more valuable than a word of mouth referral. Yeah. Um, because it comes with all the validity of that person yeah. that you trust or who's yeah. your friend or your your mom or dad or whoever. Exactly. I yeah. always feel like it makes me really happy when I get a word of mouth um, <laughs> mouth referral. Like when someone's like, oh, yeah, like I sent my mom to you or like my training buddy to you or yeah. you know, I've got some clients coming your way. Like that's, you know, Definitely. that's a good feeling. Definitely. You mentioned the blog. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm curious, you know, the, the big thing and, um, you know, people – the kind of motivational speaker crowd is create content that you're sort of, in essence, you're giving away some of your expertise for free. Yeah. And it seems like following you on Instagram and, and on social media a little bit, you've definitely kind of bought into that. Is that part of your strategy and kind of growth plan moving forward is to just kind of establish yourself as an expert in the, in the field? Yeah, definitely. And I, and I just, I also think that the more people know about something and like the yeah. more available you make the information, the more, um, I don't want to say the more like normal it seems, but Accepted. you know that's kind of what yeah. it is. Yeah. So we talked earlier about how there's just this stigma about chiropractic for whatever reason <laughs> that like it's weird and you know it does it work, does it not work? So I feel like you know the more I make my content available and yeah. you know it seems you know people see it as oh this is I could do this like this yeah. is what it is like oh that's not that out of the ordinary or right. you know man, that looks like it feels good or, you know, sure. and it, you know, stems questions and conversations and sparks interest. So really like any way that I can kind of work to reverse that stigma, I'm okay with it. Does, uh, does the on-camera stuff and the things like that, does that come naturally to you or is that something you had to no. kind of work yourself oh into? Oh my God, no, I'm super awkward. So, <laughs> and I had, I've noticed like, cause my office manager has recently got into, um, like taking videos and editing and yeah. creating and whatever. And I'll be talking about something and I feel excited about it on the inside, but my face is just like <laughs> deadpan, 
like, oh my, I look like I could be at a funeral right now, but I'm talking about something that like I really love. So I've just yeah. got to work on. Well, I think more... the more you do it, the more people <laughs> yeah. kind of learn your personality too, you know? And so yeah. it's not like a first impression, you know, you have that one time and then people start to kind of get who yeah. you are and, and know what your face is. Yeah, mean I'm like, man, cause I've, I've always, you know, women that are, you know, they gripe about like, Oh, I can't believe that guy just told me to smile. Like that happens to me all the time. And I feel like, <laughs> man, maybe I should because I look aggressive <laughs> like, and I'm not really like, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, laid back and it's a very laid back atmosphere in the sure. office, but yeah, I definitely am still working on my, um, on camera, your on camera persona. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's a, a media company in 2019 apparently yeah yeah <laughs> so tell me about the office here and, and the things that you offer uh here at well-adjusted buckhead um so i obviously offer you know traditional chiropractic services mm -hmm. so extremity adjustments spinal adjustments um but i do a lot of soft tissue work mm. just something that i kind of became passionate about um towards the end of my schooling and i've done a lot of uh additional um what do you call it? Oh, continuing education. Yeah. So like post-grad study. Sure. Um, so I do um, Graston therapy. So I'm a certified Graston technique specialist. What um, is that? Graston is awesome. So it is instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. So most people hmm. know it as scraping. So they think about like the butter knife. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a lot more <laughs> in-depth than people think. Like it drives me nuts when I see videos on like YouTube of people at home, like with an actual butter oh knife. They're like, yeah, gosh. I'm working out my forearm. I'm like, oh God. No, but, you're just yeah, going to send yourself like, to the ER. That's yeah. And like, it. even you can get these like self mobilization tools on Amazon now, which mm -hmm. also drives me insane, but there's definitely like a method to the madness. You yeah. should get the training for it, but it's awesome. It's really good for, um, acute injuries, chronic injuries. Um, I treat a lot of plantar fasciitis. Hmm. Um, carpal tunnel, I mean, rotator cuff issue. I mean, just like the list is, yeah, it goes on and it's all about, um, you know, just mobilizing and freeing up, um, healthy muscle tissue. Sure. So, so you do the Graston and mm -hmm. sorry, I kind of interrupted you in the middle oh, of no, the, it's okay. your list of things that you, that you're offering no, I, these days. I go off on like sidebar tangents all the time too. Um, so Graston, cupping um i do mm. a lot of vibration therapy with the theragun there's a mm. lot of tools out on the market but the theragun is my favorite yeah um, i've used them i've used mostly all of them um and then you know the more classic like easton electrical muscle stim ice yeah. heat um i have a a little um cryotherapy machine here called the game ready which is really cool it's mm. got attachments for different body parts so if you sprain your ankle i've got an attachment you know for the ankle yeah um and uh, give you some cryo there along with some Graston and an ankle adjustment. Nice. Yeah. Now you mentioned the cupping. I know mm -hmm. that's a hot button issue for yeah. <laughs> folks. It seems to be one of the popular things. What's the what's the kind of science and the um, sort of the process behind cupping and what's the ultimate goal of, yeah. of what it's accomplishing? Um, cupping is another form of myofascial release or tissue mobilization. Um, it does a couple different things. Um, so the actual suction mechanism will separate the layers of muscle and fascia. Mm. And in that, um, in that movement of separating the tissue, it's breaking up scar tissue or as mm. you know, doctors refer to it as adhesions. Basically, if you think of your fascia as a spider web, anything that's been lingering in the tissue that maybe your body hasn't turned over like metabolically, anything that's not serving your tissue will get, get trapped in yeah. there. 
And that's when you get mobility issues, you know, chronic tightness, pain. Um, so separating that will break all that up. It pulls in new blood, um, yeah. capillary blood flow. So it'll clean all that out. Um, so it's a major form of tissue detox. Um, and then it kind of also works as like a reset button for the mechanoreceptor. I'm trying not to get yeah. like too sciencey, no. but it, it basically presses the reset button on your button on your muscles. So if you have, <laughs> um, you know, chronic spasm or chronic tightness, it'll kind of just prompt it to let go. Yeah. And for people who haven't seen it, one, go to Dr. Jess's <laughs> Instagram account, but kind of describe the process of what you are physically doing to accomplish all those things you were talking about. Um, so when someone comes in for a cupping session, um, or, you know, for anything, I like to sit down with them, get a full history, you know, um, a full picture of their health, Yeah. uh, which is really important. I could talk about that as another sidebar for these people <laughs> that are like doing this at home. Um, <laughs> but there are things that you need to know about someone's health before yeah. you do, do things like this. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about, was this a new injury? Has this been going on for a while? And, you know, once we decide that cupping is the right thing to do, um, We'll get you set up on the table. I use a topical ointment. Um, usually just something along the lines of like Vaseline just helps with um, pinching a little bit. Yeah. Makes it a little more comfortable. Um, also, if I'm going to do dynamic cupping. You need a, you know, a smoother surface to glide the cups over the skin. Yeah. Um, I do offer cupping with uh, CBD ointment, which is really awesome if you're mm. looking for just a, you know, to boost the, the pain relief and the anti-inflammatory measures. Sure. Um, but then I just, you know, I'll palpate a little bit, find the trigger points, like find the areas in the muscle that need help and then apply the cups. Um, it's just quick two or three pumps, like with a little suction gun. And then the cups just sit there and do their job for anywhere from five to 12 minutes, depending yeah. on the person and what's going on. And they just get to sit there and relax. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> Relaxing is a relative term. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, from what I hear, I haven't had it done, but, um, yeah, hopefully we can stay out of your office with major injuries. Certain but, areas yeah. are definitely more like yeah. usually on the upper back and the traps it's, you know, it can be uncomfortable for like a minute or two, but you sure. kind of breathe into it and it feels really good. Right. But like hamstrings, quads, it bands yeah. that can get a little spicy. <laughs> you, you were saying though, that the results, like the pain relief and, and things like that, that it accomplishes ha have been pretty pretty yeah. remarkable yeah i yeah. had someone in here um last week and i was kicking myself for not doing like a before and after video hmm. um you know big bodybuilder guy like yeah. huge muscles but had some mobility issues with his shoulders like couldn't really get his <laughs> arms over his head wow um and he had just after one cupping session like increasingly more mobility that would have been a really good video. Thinking like a marketer. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. No, that's great. Uh, so tell me about your, your long-term goals. What are you looking to, where are you looking to grow? What's, uh, what's kind of your big picture thought for down the line? Um, I mean, I just would like to, you know, I'd like to grow this office. Um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe bring in, um, a couple other practitioners, other chiropractors, you know, I would like to work with a PT. Yeah. Um, I'll be bringing in a massage therapist soon. Um, like a sports massage therapist. Oh, cool. Um, just to try and make, you know, sort of a everything, shop. yeah, everything yeah. available to the patients. Cause I do work with some PTs and massage therapists and, you know, we refer back and forth and, but just for convenience wise, you know, yeah. especially in Buckhead where we are, like everyone is, you know, sure. Business professional, yeah. entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneur, whatever, like you're on a schedule and I totally get it. Um, yeah. you know, and then maybe somewhere along the line, some franchises, Sure. Elsewhere. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. What do you think you're doing differently than than other chiropractic out there? Um, I think that the fact that I make what I do in the office really available to people to, to check out, um, yeah. whether it's like on my website or YouTube or um, obviously my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like to let my patients get to know me a little better, just, sure. you know, just as a person, like obviously as a doctor and someone you can come to with your health concerns, but yeah. you know, what we do takes a lot of trust. Like you want to trust the person who's adjusting your neck. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just kind of building that relationship a little more. Definitely. Um, and then on like the, the sports aspect of it, I think part of the reason I work on a lot of CrossFitters and jujitsu athletes and is cause I do that. Yeah. And so they understand that I understand what they're putting their body through. It's another level of trust. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I've done it myself, like trying to go into just like a, an orthopedist or someone that doesn't know jujitsu and be like, Hey, yeah, I got caught in an arm bar yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. that's just <laughs> goes right over their head. But then if someone comes in and tells me like, Hey, I got caught in an arm bar. I heard a couple pops. Like I know exactly what yeah. happened to them. Yeah. So no, that's interesting. Yeah. I neglected to ask you at the beginning, where are you from originally? Um, I grew up in Atlanta, um, okay. for all intents and purposes. I'm yeah. from Birmingham, Alabama. Gotcha. So both my parents are from up North. So I just kind of like have a null and void accent. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So you go off to college in, in Florida mm-hmm. originally. And was it always the plan to kind of come back to Atlanta or did that just sort of happen? Um, no, I just, I kind of, uh, when I graduated from Florida state had, um, you know, was still trying to figure out exactly what I was going to be doing. And that's when I went, um, I, I graduated and then went directly into the schooling for, um, emergency medical technician. Okay. Um, but I mean, I like Atlanta. I grew up in the suburbs actually, but you know, coming back and moving like into the city is, yeah. it's cool. It's been like rediscovering a whole bunch of stuff that, yeah, yeah. it's like a totally different experience. I feel like definitely living out in the burbs and then living in the city. And that as a question I've asked a lot of people that you kind of touched on it there of just the different experience of being in Atlanta, mm-hmm. even the difference, different experience of, you know, 10, 15 years ago when we were growing up compared to what the city is now. Yeah. What is, uh, what's special about Atlanta for you as a small business owner and as somebody who's just chosen to kind of build their thing here? Atlanta is really cool to me just because there's so many different people here, like yeah. from everywhere, from you know, from other countries, like from all over the States or yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's kind of rare to come across someone that was like, yeah, I was born and raised in Georgia. Like, I feel like it's (laughs) a, it's kind of a transplant city, but that makes it really cool. Like there's just a whole lot of different, you know, um, personalities and interests. And I think that, um, the, uh, like the art scene is really cool. And like the, kind of development of the belt line that's made, you know, all these different really cool neighborhoods of Atlanta, like accessible to everyone. Um, I I think Atlanta is doing a cool job of uh, just kind of, you know, making like all the cool, just different, interesting aspects of the city more accessible. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Where can, uh, where can people find you? Uh, my physical office, mm-hmm. uh, it is in the Lenox Point Office Park, um, 70 Lenox Point Northeast, um, Suite D. It's uh, pretty easy to get to from just about anywhere. Yeah. It's like right at this 
485 Junction. Um, sure. My website is welladjustedbuckhead.com, and then my Instagram, where I have all of my most awesome content, is um, <laughs> at Dr. Jessica underscore welladjusted. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media production company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you're looking to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectatl.com. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you might happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you all soon.